Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, GDP, the accountant's puzzle. Well, last Wednesday, an hour before trading began, the government released the latest numbers for the nation's gross domestic product. It's the critical number that everyone on Wall Street waits for. GDP is the total of the entire country, the definitive measure of all goods and services produced during the latest quarter. Now, the Bureau of Economic Analysis puts together all of the components, which can take some time. You can imagine how difficult it is to gather all of the various inputs of our economy. So to accommodate investors, government agencies, and news bureaus, the BEA takes three stabs at estimating the GDP. The first, very preliminary, which the BEA calls the advanced estimate, and then on Wednesday's report, it's the BEA's second estimate and showed a more robust economy than they thought previously. The BEA now estimates that the economy rose by 5.2%, three-tenths percent higher than in their initial report for the third quarter. It's big news. We haven't seen this solid economic growth in 20 years. Investors were pleased. Indeed, the president and his administration were glad to get the news, and news bureaus all led with the story of economic growth. However, at this point, a puzzle emerges. Some more enterprising analysts have noted that the gross domestic product did not equal the gross domestic income. While the product advanced at an annual rate of 5.2%, income was only up 1.5%. And the difference between these two measures is 3.7%. It's one of the most significant differentials anyone can recall. Now, as any accountant or bookkeeper will tell you, that should not happen. On a valid income statement, the product sold, GDP, should always equal the income, GDI. The fact that these two items are currently out of balance by such a significant amount is very disturbing. This difference between product and income created a real stir on Wall Street. Bloomberg and Zero Hedge, in particular, noticed the aberration. But as is often the case in our 24-hour news cycle, information may be plentiful, but analysis is increasingly rare. The following story beckoned, and then the reporters were quick to move on to something else. But there's an essential insight into how our economy is currently operating, so let's you and I take a more in-depth look. Now, the first thing we must understand, which comes as no surprise to my readers, is that our nation's economy does not operate in the ideal world that our accounting systems envision. While you and I must play within the boundaries of proper accounting principles, the nation's economy does not. Every time we produce an income statement or file our taxes, our product, that is our sales, must always equal our income. To do otherwise would be considered fraud. The IRS believes strange money appearing or disappearing from an income statement is criminal. After all, that's how they caught Al Capone, unreported income. However, at the national level, the level of the GDP report, money enters and exits the financial system repeatedly. We sanitize those operations with such benign labels as stimulus, quantitative easing, 
or my favorite, accommodative money policy. The more syllables, the better the underlying strategy. Now we begin by examining the past 10 years of the nation's GDP history, and you'll note that nothing there resembles the traditional business cycle as described in those average college textbooks. These graphical sine waves of recession, recovery, expansion, and recession again are all missing. There are no even up and down cycles at all. Instead, this last decade shows periods of fits and starts, when the economy barely avoids falling into recession and then is followed by spurts of very short, anemic expansion. Nothing here resembles a normal business cycle. Of course, you can't help but notice that extremely volatile period from 2019 to 2022. It's the period of the COVID-19 pandemic. And while COVID may describe the disease, it's the government's action that caused the wild swings in the economy. The most destructive economic policy ever instituted in the U.S. were the lockdowns, the isolation policies first seen in 2020. For one brief quarter, that second quarter of 2020, the death toll was sounding, the economy dropping further and faster than ever before. Now, our second chart adds the gross domestic income dimension. Here, you'll note that income declined at the very beginning of 2019, well before the COVID disease came to America. Someone, or something, was removing income from the economy. As you know, that someone was the Federal Reserve. The nation's central banker operates under the twin congressional mandates of stable prices and full employment. But recently, the Fed has taken more and more responsibility for the economy's performance. As the Fed expands its role as controller of the economy, we see more and more instances of funds entering and exiting the financial system. The Fed provides liquidity to the nation's bank or removes that liquidity. The Fed raises interest rates to slow the economy or lowers them to provide stimulus. And in some extreme cases, like the COVID form, the Fed sends cash directly to its citizens and businesses. These actions make it almost impossible for the accountants to keep up. What ledger item does funds from nowhere go under? Now, when money falls from the sky, as in the stimulus, it's hard to enter that on a balance sheet. Now, our final chart adds interest rates to the complex. This chart consists of GDP, GDI, and now Fed funds, the short-term interest rate. Remember, the Fed raises interest rates to slow the economy and lower rates to provide stimulus. While we didn't see a business cycle in the GDP chart, it's very clear that the Fed has been through several financial cycles over this past decade. Ten years ago, the Fed was on the most accommodative interest rate policy in its history, with interest rates at essentially zero. Beginning in late 2015, the Fed started to tighten system liquidity by raising interest rates. The Fed continued to raise rates, tightening, for the next four years, at which point the Fed also withdrew liquidity, quantitative tightening, you'll recall, selling off the bonds on its balance sheet. Only after these two tightening strategies do the economy begin to tumble. Please observe 
observed that the economy was well on its way to recession before the COVID-19 pandemic even began. When COVID strikes, the Fed then reverses everything. The Fed cuts interest rates back to essential zero, and this time the Fed increases liquidity. $7 trillion entered the economy in the form of stimulus. Therefore, income only fell slightly while the GDP actually plummeted. It's the beginning of that accountant's nightmare. Income materialized from nowhere while the economy had its worst quarter since the 1930s. Income and product need to be balanced. It becomes apparent why Wednesday's GDP report showed product growth of 5.2%, but income growth of only 1.2%. Income never really fell, so any current improvement would be marginal, while product plunged and any return to normal would be significant. Any thorough review over these past 10 years points to the role of the Federal Reserve in controlling the economy. When the Fed desires a more robust economy, it provides lower interest rates, more liquidity, as before 2015 and during the period from 2020 to 2022. But when the Fed wants to slow the economy, it raises rates and withdraws liquidity, as it did from 2015 until 2019, and as it's doing currently. This later move has been motivated by the Fed's desire to curb inflation. Now, seemingly benign, these moves can profoundly affect the overall growth of GDP. Hence, the livelihood of millions of Americans. While it's true that many Americans, and virtually all accountants, feel that this country operates as a legitimate, free and open economy, actually, the Fed is busy behind the curtain, adding or subtracting money, much like an old mob boss. The fact that the latest GDP report does not balance demonstrates that. And that's today's Value Side. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. Value Side is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.